For this series of podcasts, we created a bank of 250 flying-related questions, some serious, some not so much. We then put them into a random question generator and asked pilots to give us their answers. The results are often thought-provoking, hilarious or even reassuring. This week's guest is... My name's Lee Trihorn. I run Free Flight Academy, which is a, a paragliding school, and we run trips uh, throughout Europe and worldwide. I've been flying for the last 11 years, and I was lucky enough to start from my EPCP going straight on to be a, a TI in South Wales, and then got my instructor rating, and I have made my hobby my job, and I've been at it, yeah, for uh, 11 years. I've been lucky enough to fly uh, around various parts of the world, spend most of my time flying around southern Spain and Europe. Okay, we gave you 10 random questions. Yeah. And your first question was, you're packing up in the middle of nowhere and hear a terrifying noise. From your perspective, what's the worst thing it could be? Well, I've had a couple of moments in my career. I had a moment with uh, landing in a field in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And hearing what I hoped was a cow with a very uh, with a very low voice, which as its head came over the top of the hill, turned out to be quite a large, menacing-looking bull. And having heard him, that was one of the most terrifying things I think I've ever heard. Fortunately, it turned out that there was a fence between me and him. Thankfully, that was quite a terrifying moment as he started walking towards me. Have you ever flown by the seat of your pants? Well, I'm quite into acro paragliding, and I think flying by the seat of your pants is a prerequisite for acro paragliding. So most of the times I clip into my, uh, I've just got myself a Trickster, which is quite a full-on acro machine. So I feel pretty much every time I take off on the Trickster, like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. But I think it's a prerequisite when you're flying acro. Which describes you best, A-riser, B-riser or C-riser? <laughs> I quite like this. I've been pondering. Uh, I've been pondering on this one. I would have to probably put myself somewhere in the middle. In my personal flying, I'm probably I'm probably a B riser. I like to, to hang just behind all the A riser pilots and, and generally pimp most of my lift off them. So I'd say, yeah, I'd say I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I'd probably be a, a B riser, I reckon. In flying, who's your top sky god? I would imagine the normal answer to this would be any of the big stars. You know, there are a number of different stars in the, the different guises of, um, of paragliding. My real passion, my personal flying passion is acro paragliding. So the obvious answer would be the early boys who invented it, the Rodriguez brothers, Richard Gallon, Matthias Rotten. They would be the, the obvious answers. But, but actually, my, one of my sky gods would be a couple of pilots who go out and do their thing, who aren't necessarily in the competition scene, but fly really consistently, fly long distances. Uh, and a lad I work with, Akis, actually, is one of the most annoyingly consistent thermal pilots I know. So probably him and a few of the, the local pilots that I've been flying with for the last few years, who uh, just do their thing, rack up quite a few good kilometres during the year, but are the kind of unsung heroes of the, of the sport, I would say. Have you ever been overconfident when flying? Yes, I was. I was um, coming from an instructor background. You always tend to keep yourself or I like to think instructors tend to keep themselves in check a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But there was a, an occasion 
having got into acro paragliding and, and had been flying a lot and the confidence was high. And we made a trip to Argentina and we went to see some friends of a friend I was with. And they were asking, uh, they were arguing whether you could do a sat one handed. And that was, you know, a sat's one of the basic maneuvers you do in acro. So uh, I said, yeah, absolutely. No problem. We'll stick a GoPro on my foot and we'll go up and I'll, I'll show you we can do a one handed sat and we'll settle the score once and for all. And I was just getting a bit carried away, a bit overconfident while the camera was on. I thought I'd try a couple of things without really thinking it through. And it ended up in me throwing my reserve into my glider, which eventually I managed to get out before landing in the in the water. But uh, it was, yeah, it was my only really overconfident moment. And since then, it's always been, a, always been something that stuck with me and kept me in check. Have you ever taken off with skis? No. No, I haven't. Uh, mainly for the reason that I've never been able to stand up longer than about five seconds on a on a pair of skis. Um, I, I was into snowboarding for a while, and I quite I always fancied the idea of trying snowboarding with a glider, but as uh, yet it hasn't happened. But no, me on skis is no is a terrible sight. So clipping a glider in is just a recipe for disaster, I think. Have you got a flying partner? Well, I do. My wife, uh, my wife flies. I do have a, a relationship partner that I fly with, but I also have another another lad that I've been training acro with that I've been flying with for a long time. And in our early days when we were training, it took the both of us to fly together to encourage each other. If I was on my own, then I'd be quite conservative and I'd find uh, any reason to bottle trying a new maneuver. But if the two of us were together, then uh, we'd always encourage each other on. And if he did something, that meant I'd have to do it. And if I did something, he'd have to do it. So, uh, yeah, I do have a, a long-time flying partner that, uh, that I've trained all my acro with. Have you ever taken off against your better judgment? Yeah. Again, like the overconfidence thing, it was, it was only once. But it was when I was out in Colombia a couple of years ago. And unfortunately, well... While I'd been away that winter, my, my granddad, who I was quite close to, had passed away. And one of the unfortunate things with working in the world of paragliding is you can't always be around for family occasions, birthdays, funerals, whatever it might be. And we had a particular day in Colombia where it, it was a day of his funeral. And we were on the hill and conditions were fine. There was nothing really wrong with conditions, but I wasn't really, my head wasn't really in it. I was thinking of other things. I was having a quiet moment at the side of launch. I had my headphones on and I was, I was just contemplating everything my the thought of flying wasn't there one of the friends that I was with came over and one of our other friends had already taken off and was scratching around and he was saying come on let's you know, let's be a team let's go let's all fly together and and I knew at the time that I wasn't really wasn't really up for it my head wasn't really in it but I took off you know hey be part of the team and and I had my worst flight ever. I narrowly avoided some power lines and I ended up splatting myself into the back of a hill behind the landing field. And just everything about the flight from the moment I clipped in to the moment I face planted on the back of the hill was was wrong. And uh, since then, I've, I've always let, uh, let my better judgment win. Wave, scary or great? Well, I used to be a sailplane pilot and for sailplanes, wave is great. On a paraglider, not so much. I would say probably scary. I haven't personally, I haven't had many great experiences with wave. I've tended to find that I'm always unlucky enough to be on a site where we're in the down cycle of wave and it's kind of ruined my flying day. 
I've seen a few people uh, flying in wave when it's picked up and got really strong uh, that hasn't looked too pretty. So when I was in my sailplane, fantastic. But on my paraglider, not so great. What's the most bizarre sight that you've seen on landing? Right then. Now, this is a, is a story you wouldn't believe if it wasn't for the 10, uh, the 10 pilots I had with me in my group at the time. We were in a site in Italy, and it has a huge green plateau of a, of a landing field, the kind of large green plateau you could really land anywhere you wanted to. So in, to the side of this field was a big circle that was ideal for spot landing. I don't know who had put it there. It wasn't any paraglider pilots. It just, for some reason, there was this big white circle. So we went to the field. We briefed the pilots that we were going to fly down and have a spot landing competition. And at that time, there, were no, there was nothing in the field. There were no sheep, no livestock, no people, nothing. So in the van we got, we drove up to the top of the hill. We got everything, everything ready. We got the first pilot off. And uh, in the meantime, while we'd been driving up the hill and getting ready, a herd of sheep had come into the field. And one particular poor sheep, bless it, had actually killed over and died and was lying completely on its back with legs, all four legs, up in the air in the centre of our landing circle. So as we're flying down, and, and it was almost like it had been placed in the exact centre of our landing circle. So as we're flying down, that was, I, that's got to be one of the most bizarrest things I have ever seen. <laughs> Great stuff, Lee. Thank you very much. Pleasure. For more paragliding and hang gliding related podcasts, please visit the podcast page of www.theparaglider.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast or any of our many previous podcasts, webcasts or articles, please consider making a donation to The Paraglider. You can find the donate button on any of the podcast pages of the site or on the homepage at www.theparaglider.com. Many thanks.